Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. everyone and you are listening to the first the premiere the best hopefully it's not the best episode of the new podcast getting tabled with your host the bruce hello everybody we're back and 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 now i i actually have a name the the yank i'm still george but hey i'm, I'm the yank now it's it's a thing um we we've started a, a different little venture from uh, a podcast called the Huddle Z that uh, some of you may recognize our horrible, grating, terrible voices from. Well, at least my voice. I don't know about Bruce. His is kind of good. I do my best. I try. I've been told I'm very dry. He thinks he tries. Um, so yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know who we are, I'm George. Uh, I'm a tabletop miniature gamer, and I do podcasting about tabletop miniature games. And Bruce. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. And yeah, tabletop miniature games, role-playing games. I play some card games. Uh, it's very select. Right. So, you know, we both have a tabletop background. Um, we both started, what, two years ago, was it, Bruce? Two and a half years ago? Um, yeah, it'd be something like that. Hot LZ was going for two years at the time that it finished. So. Yeah, and... We we decided that we we need to expand our our, our uh, what our views our our ideas just expand. Um, we were feeling a little constrained with the, the current format, uh, talking about a game when oh my god, there's so many games out there we can talk about. So we thought, hey, let's do this, and so here we are doing this. Yeah. Um- I mean, which is not to say that we are downplaying the game that we used to talk about. Drop Fleet and Drop Zone Commander is still very much a strong passion and will still remain a focus as much as possible on the fo- on this podcast. Um, but with the Hot LZ, it was getting to a point where it was kind of running its course and we kind of felt like it was time to move on to something new. And so, so with this, we will be talking about all the games we play. So we will still talk about some Drop Fleet and Drop Zone Commander uh, as we can because, well, that's where we got our start. And we, we do love those games. Drop Fleet, in my opinion, is still an amazing game. Um, but I will now also spend some time talking about Warhammer 40K and my Space Wolves, uh, Age of Sigmar with my Stormcast Eternals and my Dispossessed and my Fire Slayers. And my, well, okay, there's Night Hunt too, but that's technically not my army. <laughs> I, I have a few armies. I, 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 I'm George and I have a problem. His problem is, is that he can't figure out what he's buying next. No, I'm buying Fire Slayers next. This is, this is a given fact. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I will have much to paint. Um, Bruce, Bruce, uh, you, you play games. What games do you play? Um, I play quite a few things. I mean, Drop Zone, com- uh, sorry, Drop Fleet Commander. Uh, Drop Zone Commander, I only got into, well, actually, it's probably been 12 months now, but realistically, it's been sitting on a shelf doing nothing for most of that time. Uh, Malifaux is a huge game for me. Though I do more hobby than I do play, if I'm honest with myself. Uh, Malifaux is probably my favourite. Uh, I love Wild West Exodus, which I got into about six months ago. It's only just started 
growing here. Um, there is another game that's very popular that I'm going to be talking about in a moment that we will come to. Um, I used to play 40K. I don't touch it anymore. Um, I'm forgetting things. Look, I, I play a few things. So yeah, I don't we, have a problem. You've got a problem. Right. So so we, we have problems. So, But anyways, uh, our, our first episode just happens, and this is actually purely was an accident. We did not plan this. Well, we planned the release date, but we didn't plan for the release date to coincide so well with the weekend of Adepticon, so we would have so much to talk about. As a matter of fact, probably too much to talk about. Am I right, Bruce? Wait, what's Adepticon? Is that a thing that happens somewhere? It is Adepticon. Some tiny little thing oh. that never happens. Wait, wait. We should talk about Adepticon where we talk about things like Adepticon. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And for those wondering, yes, that's the dictionary definition of the news. <laughs> I mean, what better way to introduce the news than to give you the definition of what the news is? This is what we'll talk about, what that just said. Um, so uh, we're going to start off the news with Drop Fleet and Drop Zone. Um, take it away, Bruce. Well, it's no secret that the new book for these games is coming. Um, the understanding at this point is it is going to focus very heavily on Drop Zone, but there will be some Drop Fleet amongst it as well. They haven't really spoken much about the Drop Fleet at this stage, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, the new information we got this week is that Drop Zone Commander is getting behemoths, and the PHR behemoth is huge. Well, let's be honest. Uh, if you're going to call something a behemoth, it should be huge. Uh, about, what, eight months ago it is now, they released a class of ships for a drop fleet commander called the Dreadnought. Dreadnoughts are they're big ships. Well, yeah, they it's are. no different here. These ships are huge. So if they're releasing behemoths for their ground version of their game, well, they should be big. They should be huge. They should be a behemoth. Self-titling. Yeah. Uh, the PHR model, I actually think, is gorgeous. Um, the we've only seen one full model at this stage. Uh, we have seen pictures of what looks like a huge railgun-looking cannon that's for the resistance. Uh, no sight on the rest of the model yet. They're just using that as a teaser as to how huge it's going to be. Uh, and we found out in a video on Beasts of War over the weekend that the Scourge will be huge as well. Uh, it will feature a number of tentacles that are actually weapons on whatever this creature is. So, so, so here's my question: yeah. um, Are, are Scourge um, vehicles, ships, are they just becoming like things from Hentai anime, anime now? I mean, all the tentacles. Well, that one is. And the Dreadnought was, but the we- they're yeah. not weapons. They they face the wrong way on the Dreadnought. So I still think it should have been the other way around. Bruce, squids swim backwards yeah. so their tentacles go forwards. And- yep. And then the rocket would have looked like it was a cannon, even though it's not. 
<laughs> so so it's good to see uh new stuff coming from uh the folks at tt combat with drop flea and drop zone uh keeping fresh content coming out for these two awesome games uh of course they are at uh adepticon right now um it yeah. is happening right now as as we're uh speaking to the microphones as you listen to us in the future yeah uh very very quickly they also showed off their new two-player starter set for Carnivale, uh, which I have a very old version of from the previous owners. Um, never played it, just gorgeous models. And they also showed off a new team for their Rumble Slam, which is a wrestling game, um, kind of similar to Blood Bowl, but wrestling. So can't imagine why I got into that. Uh, because you're the Bruce and you like things like that? Wrestling's fun. I'm sorry. Every time I hear you talk about wrestling or see you post something about wrestling, I always think about the movie Ready to Rumble starring David Arquette. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That That is a – it's a good bad movie. Oh, it's a great bad movie. I mean, foreign objects. <laughs> Who doesn't love foreign objects? Yeah, yeah. There's also another company that people might have heard of once or twice that's been at Adepticon with a few reveals. Uh, they're just kind of a, just a small fish in the pod called Games Workshop. Have you ever heard of these? Uh, Games Workshop. Um, uh, they're Welsh, right? Or are they British? Or is that the I same think, thing? I think they're in Britain. Yeah. So they have finally revealed what some people said they never would, but that was always wrong. Uh, new Slanesh models. Um, it's no secret as to why Slanesh got taken off the table initially, because the range that was out there was actually I very do questionable. Have, I, I do have some information as why they weren't pushing it so much, but go ahead and finish and I'll, uh, I'll fill you in on why they pulled back on the, the Slanesh side. Um, there was a number of complaints from parents uh, I know of uh, in certain areas. Okay, that's um, part of the information I have. Yeah, it, look, it's it's no secret as to why they pulled it off. They they wanted to try and keep what Slanesh was supposed to represent while being less. I'm going to say they wanted to be PG thirteen. Yeah, um, and as much as yes, Slanesh is about. Excess and da 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 da. It's not just about yeah. It's not just about sex though either. It's about a lot of things. Um, personally, I love the look that they're going with. Um, that the keeper of secrets is just gorgeous. Uh, they've kept the hedonite type look, very androgynous still, without being questionable. Um, Probably still makes you ask questions, but it's well. So from what I've seen of these new Slanesh models versus the old Slanesh modules, models they are more androgynous, so it's less yes. in your face. There's not uh, something running around on the table with you know, you know, multiple breasts hanging out. You know, yeah, I mean, they're wearing it, more clothing now. It's it, it it's more yeah. PG thirteen, which some people. I may upset some people. Um, someone like myself, I, you know, I've, I've got an eleven-year-old that I'm getting into the games. So yeah, I'm yeah. kind of okay with that. I mean, I get that there's certain people out there that want to look at the adult side of the game. I mean, there's plenty of adult 
story out there if you want to look for it. It's not hard. Um, but this is suggestive without being adult, which I think is I think that was the line they needed to go forward with. Um, there's certainly hints of what's there. It's kind of similar to what they did with the witch elves and stuff. Uh, it's it's still pushing the envelope, but without stepping over the line. Right, and on, the 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 interesting thing here, so so with the Slanesh, is the fact that they are only currently releasing it for Age of Sigmar at the moment. Uh, there has been no information or spoiler of anything on uh, 40k Codex, only Age of Sigmar tome. Yes, but that is going to change. I mean, it's still under the same banner as everything else has been. Well, right. uh, it I, will be coming back out for 40K as well. They just haven't talked about how it's implemented yet. Right, but but, it, um, but if you look at Death Guard, that's Nurgle. The demons are universal for both, you know, 40K and Sigmar. Yeah. There's also there's Space Marines. That's, that's a 40K thing. Same thing with Korn. Same thing with Thousand Suns and um, uh, uh, Zinch. It's all this, those demons all follow with those, those, those Marines. Yeah. They're they're They, they need to work up the, the Marines more and then we'll get the, the 40 K, uh, Slanesh or yeah. Slanesh. Yeah. Slanesh. We're talking about Slanesh. Yes. It's going to be interesting to see how they go forward with it. It's already in the law, so they don't have to work on that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, that was not a poor attempt saw, at humor. That was me actually trying to remember what faction we were talking talking about. I forgot in the in twenty seconds. I I'm not kidding. Just FYI, I, I I do get used to it. Um, or don't and don't also, listen. But no, please listen. <laughs> <laughs> we also got some more information on Warcry, which was announced one or two weeks ago. I can't remember exactly. Um, but we got a look at one of the chaos factions. They're very much not aligned with the main factions. These are just um, more tribal people that are trying to get noticed by the factions, I think. That's kind of my take on it anyway. But we also got information that there is going to be non-chaos factions, which was pretty much the only complaint I heard about Warcry. Not that we knew anything about it, but there were still already complaints. Mm, I missed War... This is a Games Workshop thing, or Warcry is an Age of Sigma kill team. It's made by the same people oh, as the Kill Team and okay. Underworlds. Okay, so, okay. I mean, they're not they're not calling it Kill Team, but for Age of Sigma, but that's essentially what it's going to be. Gotcha. Uh, it's apparently okay. somewhere between Necromunda and Kill Team. Um, apparently, it's in between those two somewhere, but it's in the Age of Sigma line. Okay. I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool to have an Age of Sigmar, you know, kill team kind of thing. You know, I mean, from what what I've seen, you know, kill team has been successful. I like the concept of you have five models and then you play a game instead of, you know, uh, 500 models and then play a game. Okay. Well, okay, if you're playing like orcs, you have 500 models. If you've got marines, you know, it's maybe 50. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only actual... Uh, force we've seen so far, sorry, Warband, I was trying to remember what they called them, was a take on Chaos called Iron Golems, which is almost like a mix between knights and barbarian type things, uh, one of which is totally not a Chaos Dwarf. It's totally a Chaos Dwarf. Um, 
And I could be wrong, but I think that might be the first Chaos Dwarf ever done by G-Dub because it's always been a Forge Dwarf. No. Uh, uh, so, yes and no. So, Chaos Dwarves were, if I remember correctly, because I, I have been playing uh, Games Workshop's uh, stuff for quite a while, Chaos Dwarves were a thing, and then they stopped being a thing in fantasy um, but I think Forge Rule kept it going. I do know you can still get Chaos Dwarf stuff, but it's primarily the Chaos Train. So, like, the, the yeah. cannon and the engine. So, I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that. But that is cool that if Chaos Dwarfs come back, because, well... Um, also, if you don't know who I am, I really like dwarves, by the way. He's a very tall dwarf. Yes, I, I'm... I'm kind of this almost as hairy as one though, but I'm I am tall, yes. Well, taller. Yeah. Uh they've also revealed I'm gonna call it a gargoyle just because I can't be bothered figuring out what they called it. There's a plastic fury and a raptorites. I think it's supposed to be the fury, but I'm sorry, it's a gargoyle. Um it looks a lot like the Mantic one, just nicer. I'm sorry, but it does. Uh the pose is almost identical. Uh, and the raptor thingy is awesome. It's like a turkey chicken raptor thing. It's gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, can we talk about something that I'm super excited about with Games Workshop uh, that releasing at, at Adepticon? Please do. Well, so I'm doing a, a Fire Slayer army because, well, angry alcoholic dwarves with axes, right? Cool. Uh, they're getting a new battle tome. Why are they getting a new battle tome? Because they're getting endless spells. And the minis for these endless spells, um, one of them is really cool. The other one's um, also really cool. One of them is a, uh, well, it's a fire elemental, for lack of better words, a lava fire elemental crawling out of the ground. Very cool. And the, and the other one's a pizza oven. Um, yes. The other one is a giant dwarf head, you know, metal beard um, a pizza oven. So they can summon the fire elemental to, you know, heat the oven and then they can cook their pizza and then they can feel feed their their horde masses of dwarves. So they have fuel and energy to fight the battles while they look for their gold. And for anyone that's listening, that's currently throwing their hands up, trying to get our attention. Yes, we know they're not actually spells. It's the equivalent. Um, but. Okay. It's just they're, like in, it's just like in fantasy. They are spells. Just call them spells. They're endless runes. How about that? Endless runes. Is that better? Magmic invocations is the word they're using. Um, I believe what I'm calling the pizza oven Rune. is actually their unique terrain piece, but I could be wrong. Um, um it looks like yeah, it's a it's a faction terrain piece to me. I mean, yeah. So, but it. But but it's new stuff for Fire Slayers, you know. It was oh, yeah. one of I the first. It. I really needed it. Yeah, I mean, it, the Fire Slayers were one of the first new factions for Age of Sigmar behind Stormcast Eternals, obviously, and they haven't gotten love since. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Nonetheless, because they, they, they needed to concentrate on everything else they was doing. So, like Nighthaunt they, they and whatever else. To, I mean, Nighthaunt yeah. has gotten so much attention of late, which which is cool. Um, uh, Calderon Overlords, that was a new one that was also cool, which it looks like they're also getting some new stuff. Uh, Thundric Profiteers. Uh, yes, this is the new faction that's coming for Warhammer Underworlds. 
or Shade Spire. I'm sorry, it's still Shade Spire to me. I know it's not oh, called Shade oh, Spire, hey, I, but it's I've Shade seen Spire. the stuff you're talking about now. I, I scrolled down far enough. Oh, the Iron Golem stuff, yeah. yeah. Aren't they pretty? Look at the raptor thing. The raptor thing is pretty. The raptor thingy. Oh, the that doesn't look right. Why? Because it's like a lizard bird. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure, birds did evolve from lizards, but I, I think it was a little more, you know, um, gradual than that. I don't think it was like, look, here's a lizard body with wings with feathers. I just think it. I mean, it's chaos. Of course, it's going to look. I think more chaos stuff should look weird more than anything else. Um, yeah, the the new Cavron Caradon overlords um, look Calderon. interesting. It's being led by it's being led by a chemist type guy, which, from my understanding, in the it's main guy, it, it's like that's the one that nobody ever builds because it's terrible in the main game. So it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do with this. Nice looking models though. But steampunk dwarves. I mean, ooh, steampunk dwarf. Like I said, I like yeah, dwarves. I like I like. I still the say that these I, could I have fit a into 40k army. with. You could throw them into 40k, and they would work without having to modify. Uh, pretty close. You'd have to update the. I mean, you could throw them in pretty much. I mean, you'd have to do a little bit something differently with the weapons, but. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, yeah, they do have some Gatling cannons and stuff like that, but, I mean, a lot of the stuff's still a melee, so. But, yeah, uh, I, I think that was one of the great factions. But, yeah, Age of Sigmar's been getting a lot of love th- over the last year with the sisters, the the Merfolk guys, Cauldron Overlords, new Chaos stuff. We're getting the Selenash back. It's just Sky. nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, rats. Uh, also another Chaos Army. Um, but, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, fairly excited. It is the, to see. It's the year of chaos. It really yeah. is the year of chaos. It, um, it is the year of chaos. Black but I, like I said, I'm very happy to see that um, my uh, fire slayers are, are getting a little bit of love. Yeah. And the other big one. No, yeah, that's it. Uh, the other big one, as far as solid information is concerned, which is going to excite a lot of people. I'm sorry. I'm not one of those people. Um, Warhammer Apocalypse is coming back. Um, I'm sorry, I don't sound more excited about it. I've played Apocalypse. I just feel it's a harder way of trying to have fun over the main game. Um, well, I mean, so, it, it is so let me counter. Let me counter argue. I hope they do something you, different with it. Yeah, let me and let me counter argue you there. That's hard to say. Counter argue you there. There. Um, so there's nothing more fun than getting eight to ten people together. Everyone fielding like 2,000 points, shoving three tables together, and just start rolling buckets of dice. Yeah, I mean, the idea when it was first created was just, look, we know you have all of these things you never get to play with. Uh, Here, have a ball. Um, I just, maybe it's just the way that the game evolved for me. It just kind of became 40K but bigger. Um, there was nothing that really set it apart, and it just became—I don't know. It to me, at least, it just felt more complicated. And I, I don't know. I just didn't. I've—I've I've had fun playing it, but I always preferred a normal game of 40k over a version like that. That's just me. 
So the one drawback to it, I will say, is, you know, if you're playing like, you know, a Warhound Titan, cool. So that's like, that's your army on the board. And you roll a few handfuls of dice and then you're done for like an hour while everyone else does their turn. Okay. That's yeah, a little Games boring. Workshop. But, I mean, where where else can you like get, you know... I mean, Name another game. Okay, now granted, they did have a big, huge, uh, what was it, 10,000 points of PHR versus 10,000 points of like everything else. But where else are you going to see a game with that many minis on the table? Yeah, but from memory, didn't that game only take five or six hours or something still? Uh, I don't know about time frame. I thought it was uh, almost a day of the event. I don't remember exactly. I just remember it being nowhere near as long as I expected it should be. Maybe we should fall. I think that was still in the Hawk Day. No, no. This was in the last uh, week. Oh, uh, okay. Patrick then Ward. I don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, well, I, uh, I'll say it. A uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Patrick Warner, I believe is how you say his last name. Um, post up something about it. I will I will dig through it, uh, see if I can find something mentioned about it. Um, but, yeah. Um, I, I'm looking forward to apocalypse just for, you know, in my FLGS, you know, two to three times a year, we get together, we spend the day playing a game. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Look, I, I get why people are into it. I just, I've never really had a huge, exciting time with apocalypse. It's because um, he's grumpy it's, it's, from being upside down all the time and all the blood rushing to his head. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, 40K is a game I haven't played for about, what, two and a half, three years at this point, to the point where I've sold all of my 40K stuff. Uh, I kind of dip my toe in the water occasionally and get tempted to buy certain things again. I do miss owning my Blood Angels. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Like I said, I'm just kind of, I'm hoping they do something a bit different with, uh, with Apocalypse this time. Because in the past, it's always just been kind of, okay, it's just 40K but bigger. Um, I'd like to see them do something with like what they did with Kill Team and try to make it a game in and of itself. Not take away from what Apocalypse is, but do something to make it feel like it is more than just a big game. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and I'm, like, I'm sure there's much other things happening. Like I'm sure uh, Infinity's got some stuff there. I I'm sure there's just loads of stuff. I just, there's oh, just yeah. there's too much to talk about at one time about adapted. Yeah. Um, very quickly, uh, War Cradle have announced a new game in their line called Lost World Exodus. So the rule set is going to be exactly the same as Wild West Exodus, but it's based in Antarctica or like a lost world within Antarctica. Um, it sounds really interesting. Basically, there's like this jungle world hidden inside Antarctica somewhere, and so you've got the Latin Alliance, the Commonwealth, the Celestian Empire, the Prussians, the British Crown, um, the Union. Like there's eight different Wait, factions. What's this game called again? Lost World Exodus. That sounds really familiar to a game uh, from a manufacturer that went under, uh, IP was bought, nothing's happened with it. Uh, it was from Spartan Actually, War Games. It, it was called yes. Dystopian Wars. Dystopian Wars, yes. That's because this is what War Cradle is who brought them out. Okay. 
So dystopian wars is coming soon as well, but they haven't released it yet. This is coming first. Gotcha. Basically, they're. Exp- I was leading to that. You, you beat me to it. Um, basically, they're exploring the world a bit more. This is still in twenty-eight mil scale, uh, so it's still in the same scale as Wild West and Exodus, but it's concentrating on a different part of the world. Um, instead of it being in the Wild West, you're exploring. I mean, to to me, it's kind of you're exploring like the center of the earth type movies and that sort of thing where it's like a world that we know doesn't exist, but it's, it's hidden like this lost Island with all these wild, crazy things. Um, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. That does sound really interesting. And I've been scrolling through and I have not been able to find anything on these, but, uh, yeah, it it was, it's literally been within the last week. There was like a 10,000 point PHR army versus, like everything else army. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that I flagged on, which got my attention mainly because of what it is. Have you played any of the star Wars games, the tabletop? I have not. Um, the only one I've played of any recent, uh, significance, uh, was back when I, First got into Drop Zone, got my uh, star game back into Warhammer with Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, the Star Wars Attack Wing, I believe is what it's called. X-Wing? Yes, X-Wing Attack Wing or whatever. Yes, that thing. That, that's what I yeah. play. So Fantasy Flight have just announced a couple of days ago that they're releasing a new core set for Star Wars Legion, which is based during the prequels. Which is interesting. So the star, the starter set is General Kenobi, and your first round of the clone troopers facing the battle droids led by General Grievous. So, okay, so, so most important thing: we don't have pod racing Anakin in the game. We have, you know, yeah, so somewhat it's a, it's of a Jedi sniveling Anakin. It's going to be interesting because I mean, the design of these characters in the movies was always good. But the movies themselves didn't really do much to get you excited about them. Um, I'm one, one of the best things, one of the best things the movies did was give us even McGregor playing Obi Wan Kenobi, which many grandmothers have mistaken him for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and put him up on their fireplace mantle. I know that's just so funny. Um, that and um, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, but dude, he he got killed in like the first movie. I mean, sh- I know. it's Liam Neeson. He, Liam Neeson doesn't die in the first movie if there's more than one movie. I'm sorry, it just that, no, that's wrong. I'm pretty sure that's why they did it because nobody would have seen it coming. Um, but yeah, we've got a core set that has some droids and Grievous, and on the other side, you've got some clone troopers and uh, Obi Wan. There's also a box set coming out with more clone troopers and a box set coming out with more droids. Uh, I mean, I haven't played Star Wars Legion either. It's something I keep on looking at and, I mean, it'd be interesting as a padding project, but I really don't need more games at this point. And I'm not a fan of the prequels, but painting Grievous is really tempting. Not going to lie, it's really tempting. Okay, so, yeah, I've just pulled that side up and... Uh, the minis, do, do these come pre-painted or are they a 
The current line, from what I understand, is not. I've I actually asked that question myself as well because they're all painted in the photos. Yeah, in well, all in of the, the painting, photos. The, the painting in the photos, and this is not to knock anyone's painting. I am going to be the last person to knock anyone's painting. If you've painted a mini, you've painted a mini. You deserve credit. How, how many? There's so many armies out there that don't have paint. But the picture where they they show them painted, uh, they look. They look like a Heroclix paint job, kind of. Well, the pre-paint stuff often has. Um, well, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. They, they haven't done pre-painting with the rest of their line, so I'd be very surprised if they started now. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's been a few comments on the site, people asking if the Gungans are coming next. Obviously, there's been a response in regards to that. Uh, as much as everybody hates Jar Jar, I'd probably buy into Gungans um, and I would find a way of making Jar Jar the centrepiece just to annoy people just because I'd love to see the look on their face. I'd paint him up to look like a Sith or something just because it'd be funny. Also because I love that fan theory where Jar Jar is actually the reason everything turned to shit on, pur- um, to, yeah, on purpose. Um. Can we talk about something else I just discovered? Um, sure. Going to that page to look at the Star Wars stuff because uh, I, I'm now uh, – uh, what's the word? Moist? Right. At the top of that page, there was a Kickstarter for uh, Heresy Girls 2.0. Ah, uh, the Assassins. Are, yeah, yeah. Well, I clicked on the link, and it says these are 32 millimeters. So I don't know if scale they'll work with 40K – but there's no, they should assassins. because 40k 40 scale isn't actually 28 mil. It's heroic 28 mil. So it's, yeah, it's actually yeah, close so. to 30. But yeah, it has uh, female versions of all four assassins as we know and love them. But, but, so here's the thing. So I was looking here and scrolling down. Uh, I literally think I found uh, female Thunderwolf Calvary. Yep, I was just looking at that as well. It's a very space wolf look. Sorry, space puppy looking thing. And as a space wolf player who has Thunderwolf Calvary, I am I'm very excited about this. They are gorgeous models. I, I I remember their previous line. Their previous line was gorgeous too, but th- there is nothing in this that isn't pretty. So I'm going to click my favorite button on this so I can come back to this at my leisure if I don't forget about it and um, look at this some more because well I wouldn't mind having a third uh, unit of Thunderwolf Calvary with you know I just found what looks to me like a female Robocop with a dog yeah I saw that one too that's uh, that, that was pretty cool but it's it's not the space wolfy kind of look but yeah um, no, good it's Lord, because it's not. Yeah, some of these. I'll have to read more about some of these Kickstarter prices. Uh, it is out of Europe, so um, U.S. listeners, uh, may, we may have to pay through the nose to get these. Um, but hey, we already pay through the nose for this hobby, anyways. Yeah, you pay through the nose. You want to have that conversation again? <clears throat> uh, who's who spent uh, four hundred dollars on an, uh, an imperial knight? Yeah, but that was by choice, and that's not the price of the regular Imperial Knight. 
you went and bought custom pieces. Also, yeah, hobby time we, is next. Would you like to talk true. about your thing? Yeah, let's 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 move on to some hobby time. Dream blue prime paint. So hobby time. Here is where we talk about our our hobbies, uh, what what we're doing on them, what what we're doing to make them look pretty and stuff. Um, also. And, and Bruce and I, we, we, we kind of said we were both going to do this without talking about saying that we were both going to do this. Uh, we will make sure to try. And, and this is also a good way for us to make sure we do hobby and get our stuff hands so we don't have uh, 50 shelves of gray. Um, uh, I forgot about that. No, that's okay. We can talk about second. We can talk about that in hobby time because it's, it's very appropriate for hobby time. Uh, we're going to try to do like some YouTube streams, you know, or at least put up the videos of a YouTube stream of us working on our hobby. Um, you can give us pointers and tips. You know, I do have some, some tips in the book, you know, or you can ask Bruce. I've, I've had some, some pretty clever ideas on how to do things, uh, faster or better or, you know, not. Yeah. Um, I actually have a friend that's working on a little animation to go at the start of any videos that we do. Um, it's probably going to start very amateurish, but we'll grow and try and get it looking as good as we can. So, George, why don't you start by telling us the hobby that you've been up to that we haven't totally just heard about a second ago? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I'm sure if, if anyone goes onto Google um, and then Google's like Iron Wolf Knight, uh, you'll get a image of a just an Imperial Knight, you know, the standard Imperial Knight. But it has a wolf's head, and it has different pauldrons, and it has a giant frost cannon, and a huge, gigantic claw. I'm making that. Um, yeah, it's it's not cheap. It's it's not for the faint of heart. For all the bits and extra pieces and stuff like that, I'm sitting right around 400 bucks. This also does include, though, an LED lighting kit because, well, if you're going to spend that kind of money on a night and try to make it look as good as you can, throw in some lights too. And I will say this. The lights, by the way, are completely um, Michelle's fault. Yes. Yeah, he did goad me into it, but I, I think the goading has been mostly worth it. So, um,. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So, but a l- l- little bit about it. Oh, oh, hey, we're going to stop and pause on my talk right there. Uh, the hello. other gang has joined us. Uh, Captain Socks, say hello to the folks out there in the future. Captain Socks. Uh, he, I swear to God, he was just there. No. He stop making us look like liars. Disconnected. He might have got disconnected, maybe. It, it, yeah, it could be that uh, interwebs out in the undisclosed location where he is broadcasting covertly from. Yeah, I'm here just warming up. You're warming up, your computer's warming up, or the internet's warming up, or the gerbil that's providing the electricity is warming up. Oh, wait, no, you're not. You don't, you're in the Air Force, so you don't have a gerbil. You actually have a five star hotel room. So, yeah, that's right. It's the interwebs. It's pretty crappy out here. So, if it's not going to work, then I can. Uh, just head out. No, no, no. You're good. You're here. You're you're here. Um, uh, so Jason Argyle, aka Captain Socks, the other Yank. Uh, he he's the the third uh, wheel on this uh, wagon. That that's a really weird wagon now. Um, anyways, uh, 
give the folks a little background the games you play obviously you know we've talked about uh you know the common we came from doing uh huddle z drop fleet commander so we we all have that in common what else about you captain socks because new people hopefully so yeah uh play drop fleet commander drop zone commander play star wars legion star wars armada uh, I've played bolt action a little bit as well. Uh, Cells of Glory, Wings of Glory. So uh, quite a few games out there, as well as a bunch of board games. And, and tonight is actually kind of a special treat for us uh, because I'm not joking when I say this. He is broadcasting from a discreet, uh, undisclosed location. He is in the United States Air Force serving this country, and he is currently deployed overseas. So the the effort for him to get up at God knows what dark 30 of the time it is to, to join us is, you know, is commendable. And, and we do thank you for your, your time and showing up there. Uh, Captain Sox. Sure thing. So, um, being deployed, uh, we'll, we'll just get a little, a little more quickness on this. Um, have you had a chance to do any gaming while you've been out? Cause I remember you saying I, you shipped your drop fleet out there so you could at least paint it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't take any of my stuff to paint with, but I have been able to find some folks to, to play. Uh, I've actually gotten a couple games in of Drop Fleet while I've been out here, as well as some uh, Star Wars Legion and Star Wars Armada. So, uh, yes, I've been able to find some folks to play. Now, since you are a commissioned officer, did you find them or did you tell them to play with you? I, I was able to bring a bunch of stuff with me uh, since I'm out here for a year. Uh, the Air Force decided to ship out a, a limited weight of, of, of goodies with me. And uh, most of the stuff that I sent with me, other than clothes, was all uh, games. So, so, so you're pr- providing the, uh, the, the wholesome entertainment for, for people over there. So, so that's also commendable because well, yes. I've, I've been deployed too. And yeah, the things you come up with for fun, yeah, you should do those most of the time. <laughs> Why yeah. does this not surprise me, George? Oh, wait, it's you. Fun, bad ideas go hand in hand. All right. Well, so uh, to jump back into the hobby time, um, I'm just talking about the uh, Iron Wolf Knight that I'm making their uh, socks. I don't know if, if you've heard about me doing this or not. Uh, I actually have some of my uh, Trump Fleet stuff that I still haven't put together. So I've been putting some of that stuff together. I'll, I'll be, when I get home, I'll go paint it all. Uh, so and a little bit of hobby time out here. Okay. So, well, anyways, uh, this Iron Wolf Knight I'm working on, so uh, shapeways.com, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that have created CAD files for 3D printing of, of various bits that you can use for Warhammer 40K. Uh, one guy has done a full set of bits to convert an Imperial Knight to make it look like it's Space Wolves. Same guy has also done stuff to make a Imperial Knight look like a Custodes Imperial Knight, which I, I think is also pretty cool. Um, the cool thing is this plastic is clear uh, plastic, so it's a little bit better to run LED lights through because it's kind of opaque, so you get more of a glow flag effect instead of just like a brilliant you know, pinpoint light you know, like you would if you just mount an LED into something. So I've actually gotten to the point where I've got it assembled, mounted all the armor, done my painting for the armor, pulled the armor off, reprimed the skeleton, and... Yeah, that's where I'm at. Is I'm I'm now getting into the you know starting to bust out some of the details. Uh, 
And then I got half the uh, Shadow Sphere box, which I'm now doing in a, a new army, Dark Angels. I still have other Space Wolves to finish. Uh, I have Fire Slayers. I'm, I still need to repaint my Drop Fleet Commander. So I, I have a lot of stuff to do. And one of the things, like I said, I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to do, you know, live streaming of, you know, working on hobby time. Um, so people can see stuff. People can come hang out, talk, chat, whatnot. You know, and try to open up the community. You know, idea sharing. I'm I'm always open for new ideas, and there may be some things I do that are you know a new great idea that sounds like, hey, that's a good idea. I'll try that. Just to help build the community, share ideas. You know, get it out there. So, but yeah, I've I've got a lot on my table, so I I should be able to you know do some stuff and and share that with with y'all out there if you if you want to check it out. And I'm quite happy to do that as well. Uh, it's certainly not going to be something that will be happening immediately, um, but it's definitely something we would like to look at doing shortly when we can. Uh, I do have like a little action cam that will hopefully be able to capture some stuff, but um, how much detail I'll be able to get from it in regards to painting is something I'm yet to experiment with because I need to buy a new battery for it. So we'll see how well, it goes. I- I need to finish building our web page first of all. So, yeah, <laughs> you've got two days to finish it. It's got to go up on Monday. Uh, but it'll go up on Monday, and it'll just you know it won't have everything like you know a lot of stuff. But it, I, I, it, it's enough there to you know we can at least get going on the stuff. You know, like, enough to give people a taste of what's coming and let them feed in with ideas or suggestions if they think there's things we could do better on. Much like with how I've done the banners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've got some great artwork uh, going. So, yeah, I, that's all Bruce's stuff. Uh, yeah, um, let's see. Um, what, what have you been up to hobby time-wise there? Well, I will finally go into the game that I avoided talking about earlier. Um, 40K – sorry, not 40K – um, Games Workshop recently did a box set that they released called Carrion Empire, which was the Flesh Eater Courts and the Skaven, hence my little whisper of Skaven earlier. Uh, I never played Fantasy back in the day. Uh, I did have a Blood Bowl team of Skaven, uh, but I've never built an army from Fantasy at all. Um, I have played Kings of War, which is one I forgot to mention earlier, but the Kings of War version of Skaven is kind of a bit dull sorry but it, it's kind of a bit unfleshed out and really desperately needs some work um from what i understand it's also not very competitive but i wouldn't really know but yeah so one of the main things i'm going to be exploring because this is really new for me um as our podcast continues is my first ventures into not only building a scaven army but also playing Age of Sigma for the first time. Um, it's a game, I mean, I never was in the hatred towards Age of Sigma because I didn't really care. Um, I understand why some people did. Um, I didn't mind the look of Age of Sigma when it first came out. I just Whoa. didn't have any inspiration to get into it. So, so, so there's actually more to why there was so much hatred for Age of Sigmar than you know how it looked, Bruce. There, there, there's, no, there's I know it's because that... they killed the old game. I know that. No, 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 no. They they killed Warhammer Fantasy. They released Age of Sigmar, and nothing had point values. 
Yes. Anna. Nothing had a unit type. It was just like, get your stuff and throw it on the table and play a game. It's like there was no no point balancing at all. Um, prime Not. example, the the uh, Stormcast Eternal Chaos box that was first released. No point values. You figure, okay, I've got my Sigmar. You've got your Chaos. You know, we build it. We put the arm together and we, we play a game and it's balanced and matched. No, no, no. The Chaos side was about 150 points short compared to the Stormcast Eternal Army. And so unless you were a really good player and the person playing the Stormcast was a noob and didn't know what he was doing, the Chaos always got rolled off that starter box setup. Yeah. Um, I think the main issue with Age of Sigma when they first released it was they weren't really sure what they wanted the game to be. Uh, they kind of just threw everything at the wall and waited to see what stuck, um, which I mean, I th- my interpretation was always what they were trying to do was make it Magic the Gathering but on the tabletop, which just I don't feel it ever really worked the way they intended to. And now it's kind of Age of Sigmar is still very much its own game, but they've went back to fantasy and brought the – the stuff back to make it work properly um like an actual game yeah for sure so uh looking at the google page here where we got our notes i've noticing uh captain socks has uh found the link to the uh the new star wars legion do you have you taken a look at that yet there no i haven't looked at it yet uh i was going to uh with star wars legion i mean i know they've re- redeemed x-wing 2.0 uh, I was in X. I played X Wing for a while. I uh, got out of it because I love the Armada feel of the the capital ships and everything like that. But uh, I was just intrigued by this uh, Clone Wars version of it. But uh, so I haven't looked into it much. But I definitely will uh, because I can. I have to agree. Uh, uh, I do like the models that they've released so far for X Wing uh, 2.0 uh, and that have the Clone Wars uh, miniatures. And so, and I as player base, we've always wondered. If, the, if Fantasy Flight was going to eventually go back into the Clone Wars for Armada or for Legion. But uh, with that link, it looks like they may sound like they're thinking about doing it. And so I am intrigued to see what those miniatures would look like and if it can offset the uh, stigma of, of bad movie genre for the Star Wars trilogies. Well, if you, if you click on that link, uh, I'll go back to it as well. Um, they've actually got some of the stuff, uh, you know, images of some of the minis that they're going to be using there. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to uh, look at, highlight it, and see if I can grab it. Yeah, let's see here. They've got. Oh, I went. Dang. They've got Grievous, Obi Wan Kenobi, some Phase One Storm Clone Troopers, uh, and some of the Destroyer bots and the regular bots. I don't think they're called Destroyers. Whatever the round roly poly thingies were. Yeah, Destroyers. Cars. Yeah, those are the oh, destroyers. Yeah, the cars. See, look how much Captain Sox knows about this that, you know, Bruce and I failed on. <laughs> okay, not too much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't. I, have you pulled the, the the page up yet, there? It's uh, trying to load right now. Okay, so um, apparently Bruce's dolphins are, you know, working better transmitting the internet signal than yours are. Yes, I know. I'm living in living air force life in in the desert but yeah i don't have the five stars like you think i do still george <laughs> whatever you've just been ordered to say that so the marines don't feel bad <laughs> <laughs> so yeah while that's loading um 
I am venturing into Asia Sigma for the first time. Uh, I actually brought two boxes of the Carrion Empire box. My second box got accidentally shipped to the wrong address um, and I never received it, so I got a credit for it. And I used that credit to buy a start collecting Cleanse Pestilence box, some more Storm Fiends, some more Clan Rats. I think I have like 80 Clan Rats now, most still in the boxes. Um I don't have a problem buying stuff. You have a problem buying stuff. Um, yeah, I've I've started strong, but I'm I'm trying to build my stuff in a way that makes sense, not just build everything and then realize later that I should have done it a different way. Um, I've purchased the digital version of the Codex because it's cheaper. Not actually, it's not just that. Um, I've reached a point where carrying around all of these books all the time i've started to realize there's a bit of an issue especially when you're on a motorbike um because when it vibrates and everything even in foam it it, it hurts your models so i'm trying to move everything across onto digital onto a tablet that i got uh tt combat if you guys are listening please give us some digital versions of the drop fleet rule books um, I, I'll even help volunteer my time. Uh, I, I would love some digital versions of the rule books, please. So the the one thing I will tell you, and this is part of the reason where uh, my love for dwarves started from when I got back into Warhammer Fantasy was how many models did I have to buy? How many models did I have to paint? And yeah. the Skaven are notorious for being a horde army. Yeah. I would have, say, 10 Longbeards. And an equivalent point value of that was 30 Skaven. Yeah. The reason I never got into fantasy was never because I didn't like the armies. I've always loved the look of the Skaven. I've always loved the look of the undead factions. Um, Hell, I always loved the look of a lot of them, but I was never prepared to buy that amount of models. And at the time, it was about half of the models that you needed to get into into 40k so i went 40k because it was cheaper that quickly changed but um at the time it was just too big of a buy-in to even consider having a game to begin with let alone a proper one so that's why i never got into fantasy uh it just and i know i could never justify having both um i kind of stumbled into kings of war uh, because I had friends that were playing. It's like, actually, you know what? This looks interesting. Um, the story for the end time I enjoyed, um, though I didn't buy it. I just found out what was going on. It's like, oh, that was cool. That was cool. Um, but I, all of the nostalgia for fantasy is lost on me. Uh, all of it. Well, Bruce, when it comes down to you start painting all your rats, Give me a shout because I have just recently done uh, some, some Thunderwolf, Calvary, and Frezian Wolves, and I figured out a pretty good way to do uh, do some fur that's super quick and looks pretty dang good, in my opinion. Nice. Speaking of which, I'm currently waiting on replacement parts for my airbrush, so that's why none of my stuff's painted yet. Um, and speaking of airbrushes, and I, and I just got my first chance to, to use it this weekend, uh, painting some stuff with my kiddo. Uh, I just got the Pache, I believe it's pronounced, uh, Talon. comes with a 0. .2, 0. .3, and 0. .5 millimeter uh, nozzle. 
Uh, I was able to pick it up for $125. Regular price on their website is listed for $195. Um, so far, it's it's pretty solid, and I'm, I'm pretty happy. I've not taken it apart yet to fully clean it, so I can't say. But uh, I had like a TCP Global uh, Master Series airbrush. And let me tell you, I got really good at taking that thing apart and cleaning it because that thing got clogged every five seconds. So uh, the fact that I was able to run through two hoppers of gray primer, not just regular airbrush paint, but airbrush primer paint without a clog. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the actual needle bearing inside mine went uh, and I got a replacement initially a few months ago and I only tried to put it in recently. And it didn't go well because I brought just the part, not the actual installation kit. Um, and not that they'll ever hear this, but massive shout out to Badger. The actual owner of the company himself is the one that responded to my email and told me how to get things done. Uh, if I was in the US, I could have actually just got it organized and sent it off to them, but it would cost me more to get it sent to them than what it's actually worth. So I'm kind of forced to do it myself. So I mean, Whenever you shout it, whenever you contact a big company and it's the owner of the company itself that gets back to you, it's, that, that's customer service. All right, so I got the link up for that Legion, and I have to say, the miniatures look awesome. Uh, I'm actually kind yeah. of stoked for it. Okay, I want, so, so, I want Grievous. Yeah, that Grievous mini does look pretty, pretty sick. If he if he's a good 20, 22, uh, 28 millimeter uh, mini. Uh, I would so totally like just yoink one of those and use it for a, uh, uh, what is it? The, the, what's the melee assassin Warhammer, the, the Cluxus or the Claudius. It's one of those two. I would, I would so totally use him as, as one of those. And he looks that good. But let me ask you this though, socks. Um, what, do you think they're going to come pre-painted at some point, uh, looking at those paint jobs? Cause to me, that looks like a very, it looks like a very good, uh, cheap paint job like it was almost a hero clicks kind of thing i don't know if they'll ever go pre-painted because i have like i said i have legion with me uh and they don't come pre-painted i don't know if they'll go pre-painted like they do with x-wing and armada just because it allows the the player to paint their armies in the way that they want to so the base of the, of the rebel troopers that they have right now you can do it in a woodland scenario you can do it in a desert uh scenario uh paint scheme or you could even do it in a winter paint scheme even though they've got uh the winter troops from hoth being released in a later date from now so i don't know if they'll actually ever come pre-painted like they do in armada and, and x-wing if they do that definitely increase the price uh of all the models it's, um, because the models in, in armada and x-wing actually do look pretty nice pre-painted by themselves as it is so i don't think we'll ever see legion come out pre-painted yeah, don't get me wrong. Like the the, the Armada and the X Wing stuff for for pre painted stuff. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it, it's a step above the HeroClick stuff from from way back in the day that I remember. I mean, it's it's not what I would do for for painting, but you know, and and that was my you know what I was wondering is you know because looking at you know the, the the images they have of the painted minis, I mean, they do look like a fairly basic you know. Uh, mass-produced paint job, in my opinion. I mean, they, they definitely don't have that look and feel that you know 
a Games Workshop mini house that you know they're releasing. Yeah, I think this is probably this is probably from their demo set that they and they just some action shots from the demo set that they did uh, like at Depticon or they're going to take out to various conventions. That way they they can mass produce some mass produce four or five sets so that players can get an idea of the, of how the feel of the game is going to get. Um, so they, who knows? They may actually release some actual nicer prints, uh, painted pit, painted mic, uh, picks of the miniatures later on. I suspect to some extent this is going to come down to their chosen audience as well, though, um, because Fantasy Flight Games are historically more of a board game company than a full-fledged war company. Um, and the audience for their games does have a lot of crossover with what we do, but a huge part of their audience is the board gamer market who don't necessarily care about painting as much as 40K and fantasy and stuff tend to. Um, right. You know, they don't have yeah. the hundreds of dollars of you know, brushes and paints and stuff sitting around. They just, they want to open a box, pull stuff out and play like you could with X-Wing, like you can with Armada and such things. So, and, and that's the one thing I noticed. So that, that's why I was, you know, I'm, I'm glad you actually were able to wake up and, and hop on their socks because, you know, th- this is more your forte. This is more what, you know, one of the games that you like to play and, you know, you're more familiar with. So, yeah. And, and I think Bruce has a very good point. Fantasy flight was built on board games uh, and they're now just barely getting into um, the miniature style games. I mean, look at uh, Imperial Assault. Imperial Assault is pretty much a board game version of what Legion has turned into be. Uh, I play. I've played Imperial Assault. I don't own it, uh, but I love Legion um, because it's small tactics based, squad tactics based uh, in Star Wars uh, genre. And I love the Star Wars movies. Uh, I even do enjoy the prequels, even though they are horrible in some aspects. Uh, but I, I do love the game itself. I mean, it's if if you've played bolt action, think of bolt action, but uh, in Star Wars form because you're running around with four or five squads of troopers with commander. You got some heavy support units, ATSTs, uh, T forty seven air speeders, and so it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see what Legion is going to bring out in terms of or this version of Legion is going to bring out in terms of support agreement, uh, support units. Uh, but I am excited for this. My wife's going to hate me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> that's why I don't have one. I would say the same, but I'm not sure that's really, I'm not sure there's anybody stupid enough out there to marry me. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's, hey, it's Bruce, definitely something Bruce, that I'm Bruce, Hey, there was yeah. someone stupid enough to marry me at one point. So there's someone out there for it. Fair. Um, Legion is certainly something that's a curiosity. Um, I keep on looking at the boxes and putting them back. Um, so I'm also going to interrupt real yeah. quick since we're, we're kind of moving this way. Let, let's let's play this one real quick, and then we'll keep... Talk nerdy to me. <laughs> I still love that one. So, yeah, so th- th- this is where we actually talked about the games, which we probably should hit that probably about 15, 20 minutes ago, but... That's that's how well we talk together. Is we we just flow so well, and, th- and that's why we wanted to keep this this part of it together, so that you know it is entertaining, and you know you get this this lovely banter slash mild harassing insulting going on. Yeah, and for anybody that hasn't come across from the Hot LZ to listen to this uh, and are wondering 
why we give each other crap so much. It's just what a lot of friends tend to do sometimes. Uh, we try to keep it friendly and we try to keep it playful. Um, but, yeah, look, there's a few games out there that's been catching my attention. I've already kind of stuck on Age of Sigma. I've kind of watched Age of Sigma for a couple of years now um, and obviously I'm now dipping my toe or jumping in head first, depending on how you look at it. I haven't spent a small amount of money. Um, um, you've been you've been put in cement shoes and then thrown into the river. Is is what has happened to you? Look, yeah, it's it's starting at this point as more of a painting project than anything else. But my intention is to play the game. Uh, look, I don't see myself playing competitively. It's not really a huge. I'm not a huge tournament player, despite what I'm about to talk about in a couple of minutes. Um. But I enjoy dipping my toe. It's nice to have fun. So, so I, I will go to a competitive tournament because what goes along with competitive tournaments? Painting competitions. I, I will go. I will go to a competitive tournament at, at the chance of you know having my work looked at, having my work critiqued. Um, one tournament I went to. Uh, so, guy that taught a guy how to paint that taught me how to paint. He and I, we paint very similar Stormcast Eternal armies. Colors were different, but the entire look was fairly similar. Well, in getting ready for the tournament, the guy that taught me needed some help getting four models finished. He said, George here, your stuff looks like my stuff. You've you're doing the same thing. Get my stuff done. We went to the tournament. The organizer taught him how to paint and we're like, Hey, which ones of these do you think I painted? He could not figure out which ones I painted out of the other guy's army. So nice. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of an ego boost right there um, was considered for, you know, best paint army, but I walked away with uh best general. So to spread out pot prize support, I obviously didn't get best painted, um, <laughs> but you know, I was in consideration for it. So, um, Age of Sigmar. So, so we'll talk about that some. Um, I do like it. Um, I, I, I like 40K, but the one thing I like about Age of Sigmar a little bit more is it is slightly more simplistic. And it's not that I can't handle a more complicated system, but I'm there to play a game. I'm not there to spout off 30 rules, roll some dice, and then argue about the rules because of how I rolled the dice. I like Age of Sigmar because because it has that slightly, you know, more simplistic level, which then in turn is making it easier for my 11 year old to also learn how to play Age of Sigmar. Because, well, eight o'clock at night, do you want to load up, go to the game store or do you want to set up a card table and do a little skirmish there on the card table? That's my thing. Yeah, I've got to agree with you on that to some extent. I mean, rule sets that can be interpreted multiple ways, I find very frustrating. Uh, and I'm not talking about errors. I'm talking about that's actually how they designed them. Uh, thankfully, Games Workshop seems to be moving past that. They were certainly the number one villain in that area for a long time. But they seem to be working hard on making rock-solid rules that are very clear um, in their intention. Well and I, I think part of what they've done with that is with the, the very simplistic core set of rules that they created for Age of Sigmar and then 
making the rules you know for each faction work with that rule set so much better so there's a lot less conf- confusion then take that basic rule set and then apply the 40k skin to it they have gotten much better with that yeah and i have uh, captain socks you, you you have no experience with anything games workshop if i remember correctly nope uh I, when i started getting into tabletop miniatures i thought about getting into games workshop but it wasn't really what i wanted to get into in terms of of, of gaming i love historical miniatures or historical uh world war ii and so i saw flames of war and that's where i actually got into uh tabletop miniatures it was uh flames of war oh i don't know 15 20 years ago now and uh since then i i haven't still haven't gotten into games workshop just because it hasn't really been my my love your your miniatures. yeah my stick yeah that's a good word my stick um on a side note on on a side note do you still have uh flames war do you still play flames of war there i do have flames of war um i haven't played it much because i found bolt action um and i love bolt action again it's a smaller squad okay 28 millimeter game uh, where you only have one one tank uh, as support, if that. Uh, but it feels more tactical and more combat uh, for, than versus Flames of War, where, like most tabletop games, you move your entire army and you may, ha- may have half of it blown away in one turn, and then you got to battle out the rest of the game with half an okay. army because it got blown away last turn. Uh, so with bolt okay. action... You oh, actually no, have an, with bolt action. You actually have initiative dice, and you put all of your dice. You get one dice for every unit you have in the game, and so you're, you and your opponent put di- these dice in the bag, and whoever's dice is drawn out of the bag, that's actually who gets to activate a unit. So it's very uh, thematic if you think about it that way, and and you're able to react a little bit more than okay, I've got my entire army. Let's see what I can do this round, and then got to wait a whole round to see what uh, what gets to gets destroyed or routed or whatnot and then i'll on my next turn i'll whatever's left i'll, I'll use to uh to push the enemy even further uh so i like that aspect of bolt action where it's it's very random and who gets to actually activate a unit there may be times where I, three or four of my dice get pulled out and so i'm able to activate a couple of squads of infantry a, a tank and my enemy's sitting there waiting to end but then he may get three or four dice because i don't have as many dice in the bag anymore uh, so I, I've, I've played more bolt action than I have Flames of War lately. Okay, and yeah. that, that's going to kind of lead me back to where I, this is something I think Games Workshop needs to figure out. That it sounds like bolt action has figured out that TT combat from Hawk War Games, you know, has got you know the way initiative happens. So our, our mutual games drop fleet, drop zone. It's not, it is turn based. Like, you know, you go from turn one, turn two, turn three, et cetera, just like every game. But a, but a unit has an initiative. So I, I, I would love to see Games Workshop come up with something like that where it's like, you know, you've got Rogue Gilman and, you know, you activate him and you take an action against a unit, you know, and the entire turn happens at the one time instead of the top half, bottom half of a turn. And then Abaddon comes in and kills him. Actually, so uh, funny you mentioned that. I saw someone, uh, they have a, a Baden kit and uh, a Robo Gilman kit that looks like they just bought both these kits. 
um, assembled the minis themselves, and they're not really minis. They're they're on the bigger side of the minis. Um, but then they've taken a large base, a very large base, and they've textured it with layers of cork to make it into a diorama to have both of those miniatures on it. Like they're having the epic showdown that, you know, nice. Yeah. I I saw that. I was just like, Ooh. So yeah. Um, so you, you're talking about tournament stuff there, Bruce. So, uh, uh, Oh God. Uh, uh, can con is what, uh, you're going to that. Your first tournament in two years, you said here have been to that it, it's past tense at this point um that was back in january um anybody that continued following the hot lz after it closed down um it was me that was kind of running the kind of hobby share space that it turned into um so yeah i went to cancon everything got painted in time for cancon um Nothing got broken at CanCon. I think it might be the first tournament when nothing got broken for me, um, which is just amazing given that I travelled across a state and a territory in a car. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean... You were in a car? Whoa. Yes, me and the tournament organiser travelled up together because he's from my local area. Um, so, yeah, Adrian and I travelled up together. Um, he had an army with him just in case because there was somebody that was supposed to be coming that still hadn't answered emails at that point. He did turn up, thankfully. Um, I had my first game against him, and I won. It was amazing. I actually won my first game of Drop Fleet Commander, I think. Somebody's told me that I won before, but I don't remember winning a game, so I don't know. Um, And then from there, everything went the way that everything always goes with me because all dice in the world hate me and it's just Nurgle is just not Nurgle Nuffle is just a horrible god that doesn't like me and it's a mutual feeling uh I roll nothing but ones and twos most of the time uh and then just out of hope I get a six oh something might be going my way and, and then now it all goes to crap and they defend everything and yeah, so I won one game. I lost the other four. Um, I came second to last, which is one place better than I expected to come. Um, I actually really did enjoy my time. Um, it was kind of interesting seeing the look on other people's faces when they started realizing that it wasn't just all talk, my dice. And it doesn't even matter which dice I use. <laughs> they just all don't like me. You just um, buy me a new brick of dice every game you go play hopefully that you find one that actually works for you there i brought custom dice the one says bruce on them so i literally roll bruce's now (laughs) Uh, he just needs to get dice that are calibrated to roll properly in the southern hemisphere is what it is or that it doesn't matter what dice it is though because i have other dice that work for everybody else and they just don't work for me it's not the dice it's me (laughs) so i actually uh, i get used to it the one thing I like about Malifaux, well, there's lots of things I like about Malifaux, but the thing I love about Malifaux is that there's no dice. It's a card-based system, so I don't have that problem. So I will share that I did, well, yeah, recently play in a tournament, uh, my FLGS. We had a, it was a 40K tournament. It was a blind doubles tournament. So one detachment, 1,000 points, get randomly paired with someone and go to town. Sounds pretty cool, right? Yep. 
So I showed up with two units of Thunderwolf Cavalry, a unit of Ferezian Wolves, uh, for an Outrider detachment with a uh, Wolf Lord on a Thunderwolf. So uh, I filled out the 1,000 points with 10 Wolfen. So everything except the Ferezian Wolves had a Thunder Shield. So everything had a 3-up and Vulnerable Save. So I was ready to be the melee, you, you know, part of the army, get up in the face and just, you know, tie people up, you know, cause problems because, you know, everything's got three up save and whatnot. Right. By the draw of my partner, I got stuck with the only other player that showed up with a melee only army. Fun. What our, our last game, the first turn of shooting, I took all the shooting from uh, I think it was like a, an Alpha Legion based army and a knight army that was a knight Castellan and two armagers. I took every single shot from both those armies and I lost three models. Oh, god, see, that never happens to me. Okay, Bruce, I had to roll threes or higher. It's not like I was roll had to roll five or six, I had to roll threes or higher. So I, you've heard my story of my blood angels. I fail on two pluses. Yeah, well, yeah. So also on a side note, uh, I also put uh, frost swords on uh, most of my uh, uh, Thunderwolf Calvary, and I also got the swords from that Shapeways uh, site. And like I said, some of those guys, some of the guys creating those CAD files for the printing is is phenomenal. And on a side note too, if you do order from that site. Shapeways gets money because they're the one with the machines. They're producing the the product. They they have the the raw materials that are being used. But the content creators they do get a cut of that. So it's it's, it's like iTunes in reverse. iTunes gets seventy five or twenty five percent or something like that, and the creator gets seventy five percent. It's kind of reversed with Shapeways. But if if you do get the stuff, you are supporting that creator. So, you know, don't feel too bad about, like, I'm spending how much to get swords. You're, you're giving money to someone. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's a cool thing. It reminds me of the first tournament that I had a victory in. Um, I was playing a 40K tournament at a G-Dub store back in the day with my Blood Angels, and I got paired up with somebody playing Necrons. So we became Team Fist Bump because of the, the classic image of those two armies. Uh, and we actually came third. We actually, Mephiston was really good to me. Everything else sucked, but Mephiston was amazing. That was back in 6 Ed, so, of course, Mephiston was amazing. Mm, so, so, so not too long ago, but a, a, a little bit ago. Yeah, a little bit ago, before I realized how much Dice hated me. It's just do. a thing. Yeah, and they still do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for anybody as new much that's as coming along, you'll start hearing that a lot because it's not just something; it is actually something that's real. I have a curse, and it's just—it's just what it is. It's kind of funny. So maybe a scaven army will be good for you because if you have, you know, crap loads of models, um, if you if you have to roll crap loads of dice, you know, you can get like you know maybe you know two percent good rolls. I know it'll be great, and and when my models kill themselves, it'll be funny. I'll go on with my with my giant hamster wheel of death, and I'll boost it and roll seven hundred once, and it'll die instantly, and everybody will laugh for like twenty minutes. It'll be great. 
Yeah. So, well, as much as this has been great, guys, I think we need to move on the, for the last segment of the evening and call this episode a wrap so we, we don't get too long on the tooth. And this is something new we just recently came up with. And, well, here's the bumper for it because it's going to be fantastic. Yanking the Bruce. That music is amazing. <laughs> it's perfect. Anyway, so, so this is where the Yanks, we, we find some obscure, you know, or, or make up some random tabletop gaming fact. And we ask the Bruce if it's true or false. This all came because I thought yanking the Bruce was an idea that we had to run with. I, I didn't actually suggest what we were doing with it. I just liked the name. Uh, and so, yeah, here we go, I guess. All right, so this week's Yanking the Bruce, uh, we, we hearken back to the, the 30K era of, of Warhammer, where uh, you can play with the actual Primarchs like Ruby Gilman, uh, Wayman Russ, Lionel Johnson, Dorn, Horace, all of the, all the brothers of the, the worst father in the history of mankind. Everybody apart but, from Sanguinius, because we still don't have the model yet. Uh, and we also don't have uh, a Lionel Johnson uh, mini yet. Uh, he's yeah, also but we coming. don't care about him. Well, if you're a Dark Angels player, you do. But anyway, so we're going to... This is specifically about Lionel Johnson. Bruce, would you okay. believe me if I said if in the history of creating Primarchs, Lionel Johnson was actually based on a real person? Uh, I no would believe you, but I don't know. No, I would believe you, but I don't know if it's true or not. It's a name that sounds like it could be based on some. Okay, well, the the per- spelling of the Primark is Lion L. Johnson. You throw the E-L back on, you have Lionel Johnson, who was born in Bromstairs, Kent, United Kingdom, in 1867. He was a poet. Um, and let's see here. Uh, what was his most famous poem called? Uh, let me find it here real quick. Okay, yeah, and uh, no, that's not it. Where is it at? Uh, da, 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 da. See, I'm I'm sorry. Ah, here we go. In nineteen or eighteen ninety three, he published what someone considered his greatest work, Dark Angel, which Lionel Johnson is the primarch of the Dark Angel chapter. That's actually very clever. So yes, Lionel Johnson is based off an actual person in our our history there Bruce. nice well picked for the first round sir so yeah we, we're, we're gonna hope to to do one of these every episode you know where we you know give him something you know it, it may not be true it may just be like you know i might be having a scotch and be like oh my god this would be a great thing to fool him with and and run off with that so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, we we thought it was a fun idea. Let us know what you think and what you think generally of the format. Yeah, if anything, the bumper for yanking the bruises is is epic. <laughs> the music just makes it. <laughs> I hadn't like, heard the music yet until now. Yeah, uh, it's Captain Socks. So I know I know you missed the first couple, but uh, what, what have you think heard, th- thought of the uh, the new bumper so far? Uh, I like them actually. They they do sound pretty cool for the for the new go around of this, of this edition of what we're trying to build from here on out. All right. Well, we're going to, uh, uh, 
cut this uh, uh, for here for the night. And we're, we're about an hour 20 ish. Post editing, it might be a little shorter, taking out all the, the dead space. So we'd like to thank you for joining us for this uh, first uh, inaugural episode. Uh, we'll be back, I promise. Uh, I'm still working on stuff, but we want to get this episode and out. So we're still working on the uh, website. I don't have the full address for you. But the most important thing is you can email us at gettingtable at gmail.com. So uh, send us stuff there. Uh, we are on Facebook. Uh, you'll, you'll know about that because uh, we've got permission to to post this all over the place so you can find out about it and check us out. And we're still working on this. We just want to get this going sooner than later. So just bear with us as we flesh everything out. And we'll we'll hear we'll you'll hear us again you can find us at facebook which is at facebook.com slash getting tabled and on youtube at getting tabled uh, sorry um not youtube twitter at getting tabled uh youtube is yeah. still coming yeah YouTube uh, is patreon is still coming there's a few things that's still coming yeah, they're still coming. We just we wanted to get this going. So, um, but thank you again for joining us. And like I said, we we hope you'll listen to us again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at SoundImage.org.